Hi everyone, just a quick note that this episode, aside from its usual adult content and language, contains references to and discussion of suicide. Please be advised. Hi and welcome to Gen X This Is Why Time Capsule, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring events of our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister, Jenny, born in 1974. Today, we're going to talk about Class Action Park. Jen? Class Action Park explores the legend, legacy, and truth behind the world's most insane amusement park. Featuring a wealth of newly unearthed and never-seen-before documentaries, recordings, original animations, and interviews with the people who lived it, this 90-minute nostalgia-packed documentary reveals the shocking true story behind Action Park. Okay, so first we'll just get out of the way. Jenny, have you ever been to Action Park? I So I have been, but I just want to state for the record, I had a friend who had a sister who was four years older than her. Mm-hmm. So that's how you got to Action Park. Like some, like some older teenagers took you. Right, of course. Because I was probably your girl's age. Yeah. <laughs> when I went. And we went and it was 9,000 degrees and this person knew somebody who worked there. It was like one of those deals. It was a million degrees. There was a gazillion people there and it was like super miserable. So we didn't walk around too long. I think we went on like, we went on some kind of go-karts, but I feel like they weren't as crazy as the ones they were showing. So I don't know if there was other go-karts. We were down in that motor area though, because the the water park was ridiculous. Like it was slammed. Right. Plus- my friend told me that the water's super cold, and you don't know how I am about cold water. Yeah, I know. Jenny won't go in my pool unless it's 97. And there was 900 people. Mm. Like, you just couldn't do anything. We got there kind of late in the afternoon, and, like, we could, like we just, we didn't stay long, and we left. So I, I never went, but I did remember the commercials. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's important to note that we grew up in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So we're pretty close to this. What is it? Maybe an hour? Hour and a half? Yeah, I think it was a little over an hour. But I feel like the topography is very similar. Mm -hmm. Because we also in Scranton have a a ski resort that has now been converted to a water park. I used to take my kids to this. Like my daughters are, they're going to be 14. But we used to go every summer from when they were about maybe seven to maybe like 10 or 12. But with the regulation, it's got to be much safer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like it doesn't look anything like Gene Mobile. There was was no regulation. There was no adult supervision. Like there's a whole list of things that were that I'm sure is not going on. Yeah. At that place now. We're going to talk about that. Okay. So. As we've done in previous time capsules, Jenny is going to sort of lay the summary out and then I'll be providing my extremely witty commentary throughout. (laughs) So neither one of us are in our wheelhouse right now. (laughs) I had a phone conversation with somebody the other day who actually made a joke and then said, did you think that joke was funny? No. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. If you have to ask, it isn't. (laughs) Yeah. Like sometimes it's okay, guys, to just let a joke fall. You know? Yeah. Sometimes it falls. Yeah. Like I've made terrible jokes. Or you know it's good. It's such a good reference, but just no one gets it. Whatever. Right. Sure. Which is half the shit that comes out of your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit about, let's go back to, is that Wayne's World when they go back? Yeah. What year are we going back to? So Action Park starts in 1978, but I want to go back before that because they do talk a little bit about Gene Mulvaney. Mul Mul okay, let's 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 combat this right now. We are going to fuck this up, so let's just call him Uncle Gene because that's what Uncle the guys Gene. at the park call. Okay, so Uncle so Gene Mulvaney is Uncle Gene. Yeah, so um, he's the founder of Action Park. Mm -hmm. They talk about in the documentary how he comes from 1970s Wall Street. Mm -hmm. So in the seven, that explains a lot. So like in the 70s, all this money starts pouring into Wall Street. And these guys just go fucking crazy. And this guy goes crazy. He, get, he gets with his friend Bob Brennan. They start something called um, Mayflower Securities. <laughs> And they're they're running the penny stock scams. Mm -hmm. So can I speak the... about the penny stock scams? Because I was sucked into one. No, what? I was. Get out. I would say I about know ten years ago, one of our friends had a good lead on a stock <laughs> that was involved. There, so, so suddenly, when marijuana started to become legal, there were all these new companies getting in on it, right? So it was adjacent to that somehow. Like it was going to be involved in that somehow. Because those are mostly not penny stocks. Well, this was a penny stock. Okay, because the marijuana stocks are real. No, this was not legit. Okay. It was like some dude. <laughs> okay. And so, um, I mean, Timmy and I, we had infants at the time, so we did not have a lot of money. I think we two, we threw three, four hundred bucks into it at the time, which was oh a lot for us. That's a lot, yeah. Lost everything. Almost immediately. Because they went down to zero. Yes. It was like, because when you're, yeah. you know, it's that old premise, like when, when things can nickel and dime you to death, right? Like when a stock is eight cents, you're like, Psh, yeah, just throw some money at this. The thing I think a lot of people don't realize about stock is like, you know, it could drop a lot and then go, you know, back up again. But if it goes to zero, you don't have it anymore. <laughs> it's gone. Right. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Gone. Vaporized. Anyway, so go on. So these guys have this Mayflower security and they get suspended. They're, they get suspended by the SEC. They can't even trade on wall street anymore. Right. They get the there. wall street. So, so he goes to Vernon, New Jersey, cause that's kind of the happening area at the time. Because Vernon, New Jersey's known for its great skiing and huge mountains. Well, what it was known for was gambling in Atlantic City. Right. And everybody thought gambling was going to go upstate, including Hugh Hefner, who built a Playboy Club in Vernon Valley. So, like, it was kind of, like, resorty. I feel like it's six degrees of Hugh Hefner all the time when we're getting into shady shit. He's always adjacent to it. Don't forget that this is 1978 when we still had real winters. Uh, yeah, it's true. You know, like we had snow on the ground all winter well, when we were kids. Our ski resort here, I mean, Scranton's not known for its mountainous terrain. Our oh, ski yeah. slope, the mountain snow, kind of sucks. But I mean, they make a living. But when I was a kid, when I was skiing there, it was snow covered all winter. So, Jenny, when you went there on your first day, the day the Challenger exploded, <laughs> right. was there snow on the ground? Yeah, there was. There would be snow on the ground all winter. Yeah, like yep. it's not like it is now. Yep. Okay, so, so it makes sense, but he's like, wait a minute, there's summer. Shit, what am I going to do? So he does build a giant snow machine out of a jet engine to keep the season a little longer. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> that's normal. <laughs> yeah. But then he says, I have to do something to make money during the summer. They thought it was going to be like, the, they said, so 
Jesse Paladine, who was an editor for the newspaper there, and she's interviewed through the whole thing. She says that Vernon Valley was going to be the next Vegas or the next Orlando. Without, two, without the weather, she said. Those are two really different places, yep, though. Yep. Like, what, what direction is this going in? Action Park was kind of both. But what makes Orlando Orlando is the weather. No, it doesn't. It makes Disney World. No, like, but you could he picked Disney there because of the weather. Yeah, right. He, it's full It's full year. Right. It's all season. Although, there's a couple of months in the summer that are brutal there. I guess. But you could put Disney World. He could have put Disney World anywhere. Yeah. Okay, anyway, go ahead. But, that, like, so she, she's like, it's either going to be the next Orlando or the next Vegas. Really different thing. Action Park kind of tries to do both. I feel, I agree. <laughs> I feel like they accomplished some of those things. So he he decides to make this DIY amusement park. Mm-hmm. That's his whole concept is you should be able to control the action. So I was listening to another pod about this. And one thing they said that was kind of accurate was, you know, when you're skiing, you have a lot of autonomy, which hill you choose to go down, how dangerous, how fast you're going to go. Uncle Gene wanted to replicate that autonomy in a summer park. Right. He did. But instead of like letting you go down a natural hill that exists right on your own feet, right. he puts you in like concrete bunkers yes. in like your swimsuit yes. <laughs> and drops you like, yeah. in a sheer drop at 60 degrees. Like yeah. this is different than he. <laughs> Absolutely. A hundred percent. But that's what he was going for. Yeah. I say he was going for like a name your own adventure <laughs> kind of situation. I mean, if this feels like some things can be DIY, DIY, it's DIY. Yeah. Right? You could tell Sometimes, Jenny never DIYs. Oh Sometimes you could DIY stuff. And other times, like, would you go to a DIY dentist? No. Of course not. You should leave some things to the pros. And engineering is one of those things. I agree. They did not leave to the pros. I agree. 100%. So they decide to build this park. And they buy Vernon Valley and Great Gorge. They're two ski resort areas in Vernon Township, New Jersey, which is on Route 94. So he buys this land. Well, he doesn't buy it. He leases it from the state. Yeah. (laughs) So to get money for this park, he calls his boy Bobby. Bob Benson. Bob Bob Brenner. Brenner? Brennan. Oh, Brennan. He calls him, and Bob Brennan calls all his buddies in finance and gets this thing invested, gets it financed by all these people. Mm -hmm. So there's people investing in this now. Okay. He just has a stream of money coming in. And don't forget, like, they got people to invest in Action Park. Like, these guys got thrown off of Wall Street. Right. So, yeah. So super shady. Feels shady to me. So they start this whole thing. And, and in the um, in the documentary, they start talking to a bunch of people who were journalists around that time. Uh, journalists later, like that have done research on it. Mm-hmm. Activists, people, the dude who was the director of security at Action Park. <laughs> you basically failed. was like, you all you had failed. to do was work there for two months and they made you director of security. Insane. And then the who operations was, director who was they have. The dude with the. He was such a bro. He had the car behind him that with the license plate that said lifeguard. The lifeguard, the lifeguard dude. That was. He comes later, I think. Um, He is Bob Krawlick. Yeah. Lifeguard. He's a dude. He's a bro. He's still a lifeguard, I guess. Well, I think. Like, I feel like. There's a lot of people when we look through these things that peaked in the 80s and stayed there. 
He's an Uncle Rico. Mark Johnson, security guy. Mm-hmm. And then they have a bunch of guests, and some of them are actors. Yeah. Really that Chris Gethard is. So you know who I thought he was? Who? Steve from Sex and the City. No. no Remember who... Miranda Steve? No, who I thought he was? Hmm. Cricket from It's Always Sunny. It's not him either. Oh. <laughs> it's not him either. Like, like, and I didn't. I wasn't really a fan of that show, but I just remember that character. Jenny, which Sex in the City girl would you be? Uh, definitely not Charlotte. I think you'd be a Miranda. Mm, you'd be cross between Samantha and yeah. Miranda. I feel like. I think that's probably right. Okay. I think. Anyway. What would I be? Do you think I would be Carrie, or would I be a Charlotte? You might be a little Charlottey. I think I'd be a blend between those two. Because mm-hmm. here I am taking care of the kids and the pets. That's your own fault. I know. All right. Go on. He just starts building rides and <laughs> they have no engineers. And they have a bunch of shady dudes that they do a great com- like cartoon of. Did you see the cartoon? Yeah. Where they're like sniffing lines of coke and they're like, we should just build this crazy thing. <laughs> so they, they were ride developers that like Disney and great... Uh, what is that other place called? Six Flags. Six Flags would not touch. Yeah. Like they were kind of banned from the business because they were not good. Yeah. And they're hunting Uncle Gene down because they want to work for him. He's like, yeah, come, come on in. And these shady ride developers who may have had engineering experience, I would assume they had something. <laughs> he They designed some rides and then Uncle Gene takes a look at them and says, I want to change all of these things and ends up with some crazy death defying thing. That almost kills people. <laughs> so one of the one of the first rides they design, and this is the guests mentioned that when you walked into the water park, you saw this, and you were like, "Shit's real!" This is the loop de loop water slide? Yes, this was the crown jewel. So this thing, no engineers were involved in building. No, the guy drew it on a napkin, literally. Uncle Gene did. A bunch of, Uncle Gene, yeah, and called a bunch of dudes mm-hmm. to come in and weld it together. Mm-hmm. Two things. Number one, it didn't have enough water going through it. Like, you didn't have enough water going through it for it to push you. Second, you, three things. Second, you had to be exactly the right weight. You had to be in the right weight range. And yes. it, did, it did have an... You didn't really need so much water because the drop was like the head wall on a black diamond ski slope. <laughs> like, you, they said you literally didn't touch... Yeah, the tube, like for the first part of the ride. And then third, did you see the size of that cheap ass slip and slide they had at the exit there? Like it looked (laughs) like you guys remember slip and slide when we were kids. It looked like they stapled two of those together and just shot you out of water to land in. There is not enough water to land in at the bottom. The amount of skin cells that have that lay in the ground in that area. That's that's before you even count what's in the tube. Wow. So they built this thing. It's literally deadly. They were sending test dummies. So their whole plan on how to test this is they send test dummies down and like arms were breaking off, decapitated. Decapitated. They're like, this isn't working. We make they made some adjustments though based on it. And then they decide to send their employees down it. For a hundred bucks. For teen, these are teenagers. So the working, you could get working papers at 14 then. So these are like 14, 15, 16 year olds. Yeah. 
they're going to give him a hundred bucks to go down this thing. And like one guy who worked there that they interviewed was hilarious. He's like, it was terrifying. He's like, you're just staring down a dark tube. That's like this. I'm doing this. Jenny, I can't think of anything. 15 year old Amy would not have done for a hundred bucks. I know that's the Oof. thing, right? Of course you're going to do this. That of was course you're going to do this. work at McDonald's. <laughs> of course you're going to do this. So they, so they, they start sending employees down. Yeah. And the first group of people <laughs> lost a bunch of teeth at Jet. Come out and their faces are all bloody. <laughs> this is not funny. And their faces are all bloody. And they're like, oh, okay. Like maybe we need to like make some adjustments or add water or something. Cause they were they had a padding. That's what it was. There wasn't mm-hmm. enough padding mm-hmm. around. So they had a padding. They sent people down. They were still getting all beat up. Then they send another group of people down. They come out all scratched up and they can't figure out why. And they go into the top of the tube and like open the little hash that they have to extract quote unquote people from. And they find teeth in the padding from previous guests that are scratched. Let let me say something here. My children, the evil witches that they are, when I took them to this water park that I talked about earlier, convinced me to go down a water slide. Now, this water slide was tame. It was like a kindergartner could have went down it and been okay. I go down it, and I turned left and said right at the top, and I ended up going down like a more expert one. <laughs> Jenny, I thought I was going to drown. I could not <laughs> even imagine going down something like this. Like, I would have died. This you, they said you were going so fast oh that like God. it made that so then it makes a bunch of people sick. They were coming out and they were woozy and unable to stand. So he calls so Uncle Gene calls like a navy diver or a navy I don't know pilot or some shit. This guy comes in and basically <laughs> Ed Yeoman says, "There's two places on Earth where a civilian can experience <laughs> nine G's: the backseat of an F-14 in Action Park." <laughs> The drop was so intense that they just like the the decoys making them sick. My kids might add a third option to that: me driving over a certain little bump when I'm flying them to school in the morning, going a (laughs) hundred because we're all late. So this thing is a disaster, but it like people are going on it. It's nuts. There's blood in the water. Like there's all kinds of. So let's talk about some of the other rides. Okay, so that that one that's that's the crown jewel. Then there's Cannonball Falls. Cannonball Falls. So this is the one that the Steve actor dude, who was a guest, was like, you saw this thing. He's like, you're on a water slide, and then you're in the middle of the sky. (laughs) (laughs) So you get on it, drop down. It's dark. Again, everything's dark. They didn't make these out of, like, translucent material. Real. Everything's black, so you yes. can't see anything. Yes. He's like, then you see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, and then you fly out, and you are like twenty feet in the and air. Then, <laughs> you just drop down into seventeen feet of water. Oh that is fifty-five degrees. Oh my god! Spring. Jenny, these are all died. I would have literally died if I hit that water that cold. Mm. So that's what people are like in shock. <laughs> And like concussed when they hit this thing. We also see some failed rides. Like man in a ball in a ball. (laughs) 
<laughs> and there's also an interview, like one of the commentators is Uncle Gene's son. Yes. And Andrew. his interview, his interview took place in 2013. So they didn't yes. get him for this. Right. But he was clearly interviewed by someone else and gave permission to be used. And he was explaining this idea. It's like you go in a ball and then there's an outer ball that spins a different way. And I guess the day and it just rolls down some PVC pipe on a ski so, on a ski slope. So the whole plan was there's a ball inside another ball. There's ball bearings between them. So they rotate. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And then so that's going to make you sick right there. Oof. Like period. So then they decide they want to put this on some kind of track. So they just hire some dude that comes in and builds it. He builds the track out of PVC pipes. No. 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 And no. down the side of a ski slope. First of all, you're going to need something to hold this thing in the track. Like, you need metal for this. But they build it on PVC track. PVC expands in heat, so it's really hot. This thing, they they put a guy in it, live person, an employee, put, put them in. <laughs> They go down the hill. The PVC pipe splits apart because it's hot. He rolls down, <laughs> down the ski slope. Uh huh. Out on Route ninety four, across Route ninety four, and into a swamp. <laughs> and he was wow. alive. He's lucky. That's not a crazy highway. He survived. He survived. Oh god, he was probably wicked sick. Survived. Um, I would like to say too, half of this footage is provided by. Headbangers Ball. Oh, Ricky, Ricky, Ricky Rockman. Rockman. Yeah, yeah. Headbangers Ball was there, guys. Yeah, and they—you could tell they were a little bit like this place is crazy. <laughs> yeah, Ricky Rockman's like, house. I've been this in Axel house. Rose's dressing room, and this is a little fucking crazy. So another sl- another ride that doesn't make it is a slide that gives you the the feeling of taking flight. So. You go down like super steep and then you hit this thing and you lift off the ground literally and then you fall onto the next slide. And they were testing it out and it was super fun. And then some young kid who was probably really light got really going on it and flew over the landing area and like crashed and had to be backboarded off. Yeah, they use backboarded like it's an everyday he's like verb. Guy's, he's like, the guy's fine now, but like. Yeah, the guy went on to lead a normal there. life. What's that mean? Maybe the, maybe he's not fine. Oh. Um, then there's there's another ride that I don't know if this one made it or not. The super speed slide. It made. I think it, did. it made it. This thing. So is, here's here's what I wrote: vertical free fall, clothes would fall off, and you would get water straight up your ass. Which is the free colonic. The free colonic. colonic. And Ricky Rockman is interviewing. Two people. I don't know who they are. I think Allison Chains. It's Allison Chains. Allison Chains. Okay, he's interviewing them, and they're both like, "Um, well, let's just say I'm a little looser than I was this morning." Yeah. So it's seven stories high, <sighs> and you go sixty miles an hour. Jeez, down Christ. a water slide. The water goes right up your ass. <laughs> of course it does. You're going sixty miles an hour. Like, I can't believe more people didn't die. And then in between all of this, guests are walking around on hot asphalt. <laughs> that was part of what I remember. The whole place is blacktop. So it's just like, it's so hot. Like the heat is just radiating off of everything. <laughs> it's disgusting. And I, they were walking around barefoot. Who's walking around barefoot in that shit? And you are right. I love the animations through all of this like they just have these hilarious animations through everything and chris Gethard called it chopped meat feet 
When you're yep. right, was it him who called it chop meat meat? <laughs> yes, so gross. When you're walking around, god. yeah. Oh my god, how do people not get like like a staph infection constantly? They must have. They must have. So Aqua Scoot is this ride that they used, um, like pallet, pallet like, <laughs> warehouse like, rollers, from, warehouse rollers from industrial things, which are hollow. Yeah. So, and it was this thing that you shot down and then like skid, skidded across, like you skip a rock, but people would get too far forward on the thing and they just face plant after oh going down the water. And because they had all these hollow tubes all over the place, a whole like colonies of bees <laughs> made their homes in them because it's a perfect beehive. Perfect. And people would get stung if they were there too long. Perfect. So imagine this, you go off this sheer cliff, you face plant into shallow water. And then you get attacked by <laughs> Jenny, my all-time favorite ride, the Tarzan swing. The Tarzan Here's swing. what I have written down. The water is freezing. So people would... I forget which commentator was talking about it. I think it was... They all were. They all were talking about it. But the concept, you guys know, is you grab onto the rope and you swing out and then let go. But a lot of people can't hold up their body weight. So they would enough just to get out far enough. They would just literally fall immediately. <laughs> and I guess there was a huge observation deck where people would well, watch. That's where, the, that's where the line for the ride right. was. So those guys are in line. So they would all be screaming, pussy, pussy. <laughs> like they'd be screaming at you if you couldn't do it. So it's like public humiliation. And then like people would whip down their pants and whip out their dick while they were doing it or scream profanities. Women would lose their bathing suits. Like it was crazy so basically you're you hit the water it's a 12 foot drop you hit the water it's 55 degrees you you didn't you didn't hold like you weren't in the right position (laughs) and you hit the water and you were probably concussed and people would start screaming (laughs) at injured bleeding people (laughs) fucking pussy starts women because it's new jersey right the next thing they start talking about is the the employee shed the shack (laughs) <laughs> the shack so this is at the top of the alpine slide and it's basically a shack where they drop off all of their stuff like it just Ugh. you know they throw their backpacks and everything but i guess people would hook up there of all the course. time and drink and because hook up. you had teenagers running the entire park right and alcohol because at this time well until it was 18 the drinking it was age. 18 until 1980 then it was 19 then in 83, it was 21. But when they opened, it was 18 years old. Yeah, because I kept, that was a recurring theme. They kept talking about the abundance of alcohol. Everybody's drinking, everybody's drinking. And you're and like, I'm what like, the hell? How did they drink? But Jen, they weren't carding anybody. It was a 16-year-old serving you alcohol. We talked on our last, well, one of our previous podcasts, a Little House on the Prairie series maybe, or Blockbusters, where Jenny's boyfriend, who was tall, was able to get a fake college ID and use it and never get any pushback never got carded. to buy never his got. beer, tons of beer. But I was thinking about this. So this is not Gen Xers running this park. This whole no. scene is set by boomers. No, it's Gen Xers. Gen Xers are the big park of this. <laughs> because so the, the oldest Gen Xers, when they opened, would have been like 13, 14. So you might have had one or a couple of young employees there. Mm-hmm. But these are the boomers that set this whole precedent. Oh, that's a good idea. Let's talk about this. So 
Uh, Gen X is born 1964. Yeah. So yeah, they would have been nine when that park opened. Seven? No, no, no 78. No. Yeah. So they're they 14. 14. Oh, they could have worked 14. there. Yeah, but they would have been. They wouldn't have been the ones setting the tone. They would have been the youngest workers there. Like they're not yeah. the people in charge. Yeah. That would have been like 18, 19 year olds. Yeah. But if like you go fast forward to 1982, 83, definitely Gen Xers work in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, older Gen Xers. Yeah. Yeah. Because huh. I probably went in like 88. Don't forget. We always forget. We Seven. are we are younger Gen Xers. Well, I'm, I'm right in the middle. Right. You're on the young side. Yeah. I'm right in the middle. I was like, I went in 88 and I was, or 87, I was 13. Right. Seven, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, so you have a bunch of fucking teenagers running this place. We were, and they talk about this. We were the younger teenagers that, because there's some Gen Xers, the the, the the actors that they interview that were guests mm-hmm. are Gen Xers mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And they were dragged by older teenagers mm-hmm. who were doing shit that like 18, 19 year olds would do when they were like 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and they weren't being watched and they just like, you know, were that in is a characteristic of our generation. Like, I know we'll talk about this later, I'm sure, but just people acting like they were 20 years old, <laughs> like 13, 14. Yeah. Yep. Like, I definitely don't see that in my kids' generation. Like, you know what I was doing when I was 13? Oh my God. I was at Action Park. <laughs> <laughs> But they talk about how it was kind of like a weird social experiment. Like Gene and his leadership team was never there. Like they were just never there. And then these kids, like you, basically they said if you stayed for a year or two, you got made a manager. Yeah, they gave you a radio. Like sixteen or seventeen. Like the the people who are director of security are like seventeen in this bar. Yes. Yep. There's no there's no adult supervision at all, and I feel like that is such a. Like microcosm, I can never say this it's word. It's microcosm. That's what I was gonna say, and I felt like I was wrong. You always say microcosm. It was a microcosm of our generation, really, like totally unsupervised, totally. like run around this park. Totally. So this shack was probably disgusting. Oh God, I know what it smelled like, and I'll tell you why I know what it smelled like. Because we used to have these kind of places that we hung out. They were like garages where bands would play. There was people in our city that would rent out industrial garages Who to was teenagers to have band practice. And we did crazy ass mm-hmm, shit in those places. Mm-hmm. We would have garbage cans with fires in them because we were cold in a building. Yeah. In a building. I was in some shady garages, man. And there was tons of alcohol and drugs. Mm-hmm. Like tons. And it stunk. Like I'll never forget the smell of stale beer. Like, I will always remember that yeah. smell. Because there was, like, some kind of furniture that someone dra- dragged out of the trash. It was just... But, like, that's where we hung out. Yeah. That's where we hung and out. And you would that tell... Was, we would tell mom and dad this. We're going yeah. to the garages. Yeah. Yeah. What did they think we were doing? I don't know. I don't know but I remember a time that somebody called the cops on us because they saw flames. And we had beer and everybody was underage and we wouldn't let the fire chief in. And they're like, you have to let the fire. It was, it was the tall boyfriend. He was like, we have rights. We don't have to do this. He was that guy. Yeah. He was totally that guy. Yeah, we don't have to do that. We could totally do that. Yeah. Fire exactly. department doesn't need a fucking warrant. And the fire department's like, I have an ax. That's what I'll use. <laughs> God. They can literally ax down your door if they think there's a fire yeah. in there. 
Okay, so let's move on from teenagers running the asylum here. Okay, so when there was an adult around, so there was some um, people talking about Gene when he was at the park. Mm-hmm. And the one guy brings up this incident where the, the guy's name is Joe Hessen. He, he was a former employee. And he brings up this story where Gene has a cattle prod. Because, of course, <laughs> he and he's in his office and he says, dude, here's what I want to do. We have these people who just get on the, what is it? The ski lift? It's a ski lift. Get on the lift it. without tickets. They get on the lift without tickets. And Uncle and Gene wants to make an example out of them. We got to make an example out of something. Like there's not enough examples get made out of people <laughs> everywhere. In the we got to make an example out of somebody. So I'm going to, I'm going to get, get one of those dirty kids, put them on the thing. I'll run up to them and I'll be like, Hey, do you have a ticket? When he doesn't, I'll hit him with the cattle prod and pretend like I kill him and he'll fall on the ground and pretend he's dead. And then we'll backboard him. On Did somebody's parents call? everyone's parents <laughs> called they had a whole so this guy goes on vacation or is not at work or something he's like the head of customer relations which what is that job like wow the head of customer relations at action park called him and said they had all these angry parents calling because their kid quote unquote saw someone get murdered <laughs> <laughs> but you can tell even in the way these kids, well, now they're like 45-year-olds, 50, 60-year-olds. But the way they talk about Gene, like, they worshipped this guy. Wouldn't you? This you oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Aside from the negligent death, which we will address later. <laughs> there's more than one. Yeah. There's a lot of negligence here. Like, dude, just come and be teenagers and do whatever you want. And here's some beer you know, money. Like, this guy figured it out. Yeah. Like he just runs wild. He has all the money he needs. He goes crazy. Like he figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they thought. Right. That's what teenagers were. We're not thought. saying that. <laughs> no, we're not saying that. No, this guy is a maniac. He's a maniac who <laughs> should never have been near children or parks. So getting back to how he's a maniac and 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 fraudulent, mm-hmm. he can't get insurance because who it on earth is going to insure this park and he needs it's a part of his lease right you have to have insurance on this thing so he creates a fake insurance sure. company in the cayman islands and he calls it london and world assurance this made me bananas you know how i am about injustice the man like i can't even with this because these people had no rights they could not sue him Right, because well, even if they, even if they did, get? right, they would win nothing. Yeah, Jenny, even Trump looked at this and was like, mm, "I'm out." Trump said it was too unhinged. Yeah, Trump, Trump, Trump's done some stuff, guys. Like I'm talking about even before he's president. Yeah, he's done some crazy stuff. This was too much. So this dude, so Uncle Gene, launders money through the fake insurance company because, of course, he of does. Course he does. Ends up getting investigated. Ends up with 110 indictments against him. Which, wow. Never spends a day in jail. He has to give up control, but he really doesn't. He's supposed to give up control, but he still, like, owns the park. Like, it's so weird. It's so weird. So he, all he does is he stops, he refuses to do anything. He doesn't pay anything. He doesn't pay his rent anymore. He just becomes the worst tenant ever. So how does New Jersey punish this, Aim? They sell them the park. They sell them the park cheap. They sell them the land. They sell them the park cheap. 
Mm-hmm. Just to get them off their back. He never, 110, 110 indictments, never spent a minute in jail. Nope. So in the mid 80s, around this time, the TV ads start. So his daughter was some kind of marketing person or something. And she starts all these TV ads. And you probably remember these. Yep. If you grew up around this area, you had access to WPIX. Yep. Out of New York, Channel 11. And the ads were everywhere for this. Coincidentally, also the channel we watched Little House on. So some of the rides featured in the television ads were the Cliff Dive, the Roaring Springs. So they have this big rapids thing. It's called the Colorado River Ride. Oh, my God, dude. So there's two. There's two. There's the Roaring Springs, which is small, like, individual inner tubes. Uh So you're, like, you're, like, one person on an inner tube going down this thing. And there was a huge scary tunnel on it. There's more than that. But, yes, there's (laughs) tons of scary shit on it. And then the Colorado River Ride, which was supposed to be the Lazy River Ride. And then Gene got involved and made it this. He wanted to mimic class four rapids <laughs> which i've been on borderline class three rapids it's fucking terrifying and then he he actually said i love the guy they um interview who imitates uncle gene oh with the that's voice what, all the time that's what's his but name. they had that's no lifeguards because they said uncle gene said when you're going down the colorado river there's no lifeguard to save you okay i have a couple things here gene <laughs> one the when you have a natural river, like it's going to move people down it. Yeah. They might, you know, they might die, whatever right. it's nature. Right. But he constructed fake, a fake river, which wasn't engineered. So what happens is everyone gets stuck and jammed up because they didn't plan for any of that. Right. Like they didn't test it with like load to see like, right. you know, how, like they just threw everything on there. It was like, let's go for it. Speed it up, whatever. Yeah. So all these, <laughs> these rafts and on the, on the Colorado river ride, they're the big, yes. they're the big rafts. So they have like three or four people on them. Yeah. So these things would start piling up and people would get pissed and then they would they get out and start fighting each other. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell? We have talked about this before. Fighting was a real thing. They would just get in the eighties of each other in the middle of a ride. You show me one kid that went to school in the eighties, like at least middle school and high school. That kid was in a fight. Was either in a fight or very close to a fight. So the early testers on the Colorado River ride arrived unconscious at the bottom. (laughs) So they had to adjust some stuff. Yeah. And there was one part where the the things would go up really high on, on the wall and spectators would like hope something like people went they over would go and like they'd this, like, they would go, ah, oh, oh. like when they stayed <laughs> on the track, <laughs> like, oh, like this. it's crazy. There was tons of fights. There was no lifeguards. Insane. Uh-huh. And then the Roaring Springs one, the small one, a guest got impaled on a bolt that yes. was hanging out. Yep. Insane. What is the one going back a little bit? Where did they have to start painting the ground white so they could see bodies? That is on the cliff dive. Okay. All right. Okay. So the cliff dive is just a cliff. It's like it's a cliff you jump off. <laughs> there is a slide next to it that spits you into the same area. It is 20 feet high. The the best is that Chris Gethardt said. There was an optional slide for people who didn't want to totally feel like they were committing suicide. <laughs> it's 20 feet high. Like walk up to a 20 foot cliff and jump off. No, we yeah. have something here in Scranton called the Nail Gorge. 
Yeah. And that's, I've been there. that's a yeah. huge drop. And people jump die that. all the time. I didn't jump off the high one, but I jumped off like there's a lower mm-hmm. one. And I was like, it was terrifying. And do you know how tall it was? How tall? Nine feet. Yes. What's the tall one? That was terrifying. I don't know. That's got to be close to 20 feet. But there's so, like, they're fishing a body out of there every year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was terrifying. I've never even seen the place because that's how scared I am of it. Yeah, and the water was ice cold. I was not going down cliff water. So it wasn't too as as cold as this. Mm -mm. But this, again, you dive into 55-degree spring water. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to, when you're diving off off like that high, you're supposed to put your hands next to your side. Uh I'm doing a demonstration. I know you guys can't see it. Yeah. And you're supposed to dive straight in like, like a pike. Yeah. And people would slip, would <laughs> not do it, would just have run their arms up in the air. And their arms would be up in the air. And when you hit at 20, like going 20 feet, it, it dislocates shoulders. Yeah. So people <laughs> get out of the water and their shoulder, like their arm would be hanging yeah. off. I mean, that's an easy fix. You just pop it back into the socket. But like, that's crazy. Like, could you imagine seeing that if you're a young kid? And, and also they talked about the wristbands. Oh, the wristband. If you had CFS on the wristband, it meant can't fucking swim, which means you had been rescued once already that day. <laughs> <laughs> There's multiple rescues so in a day. So you had a bunch of people day. running around to, on these crazy rides that just kept getting rescued. Like, some of the people were saying you fully expected to drown there. Like, they, they had to paint the bottom of the cliff dive pool white so that they could see if someone was dying because like they couldn't tell yeah. and and people would jump off and they'd be shocked and be freezing and be stunned and then people would be jumping off right oh, over yeah, their head another thing they never no one ever yelled down and made sure it was clear they just kept no, jumping, they just <laughs> kept jumping. <laughs> you couldn't chill out and drink your beer and talk in the pool you had and to get someone out of there and if someone drops on you from 20 feet you're gonna be injured you're gonna be injured like you're gonna be really really injured there was another one called surf hill yeah so <laughs> like a giant so, slip and slide on a mountain this was crazy and people broke their neck on it and they they were originally gonna do a cliff jump onto the like so it was basically like you had your own slip and slide yeah and you jumped onto a slide i've been on this down. slide. they have it at the local park not like this but... originally they wanted to do you jump off a cliff oh, onto the slide, <laughs> but they didn't have the space to build it so instead the employees just stacked mats under the the tube and made the jump really high and then people started hurting themselves and they well, had that's a what i want to talk about too a lot of times i can't tell you how many times i heard the phrase the employees learned how to like the employees yeah. were rigging a lot of these rides. Oh yeah. And yeah. Because the employees were like 17. So I want to talk about Code Brown. Oh God. <laughs> Code Brown. So not only do you have people to, so ma- imagine this scenario. You jump off a 20 foot, you fall, you slip and fall off a 20 foot cliff because <laughs> you weren't quite ready. Okay. Because everything's asphalt and soaking wet. So you, like everyone's slipping on everything. I'm the clumsiest person on earth. I, I'm falling into that water. Here's your day. Here's your day at Action Park. You slip and fall off a 20 foot cliff. Okay. You you hit the water side like with your arm. Dislocate up. my shoulder. The water is 55 degrees. You dislocate your shoulder. Maybe you get a bloody nose too. Yeah. Let's throw that yeah. in. And then you come up. You're bleeding. You're stunned. Your shoulder's dislocated, and someone's yelling "fuck you." Get out of the water, pussy. <laughs> And then there's Code Brown. <laughs> and then you hear Code Brown and you see a turd float by. 
Okay, so they have this giant pavilion where they throw fests. Polka Fest, Oktoberfest, Freedom Fest, whatever. This is Uncle Gene throwing all these fests. Uncle Gene had a brewery disassembled, or beer hall disassembled from Germany, flown to New Jersey, and reassembled it in New Jersey. So he's throwing these big, crazy parties. And it was so weird because they're showing footage of it, and it's like, a bunch of like 80 year olds polka dancing i'm like what is this place like, i know what is this place? i know i know so that's right next to the grand prix cars because that's a great idea <laughs> so where you buy all the alcohols next to the car so everyone get drunk and get on these cars yep. and drive them off the track and go crazy one guy was like chasing around an employee off the track trying to get yep. the employee and then there's the speed boats that are down in motor world so they're in they're in a a a basin that has dead fish in it it's all oily and it's infested with snakes yes and people crash and fall into it these boats are like fucking speed were they the miami vice boats yes Yes. like you're going fast and people crash into yeah the girl was telling the story about one guy came on the dock and another guy went right over his head and she thought he was decapitated and she actually had to hit him with the stick to get him to stop accelerating from the acceleration yeah. and also they have battle action tanks and a guest was these are tanks that shoot a tennis ball at another tank some dude got gasoline from like a nearby building poured it onto the tennis balls lit them on fire and shot them out of his tank yeah yeah that's yeah. normal and then there's the most dangerous ride of them all all of these rides you've heard about so far are not the deadliest rides the alpine slide is the deadliest oh, ride. It's the deadliest ride so it's, the Alpine slide is made of concrete, fiberglass, and asbestos. <laughs> and it has a, so it's a half pipe, right? Like going down a hill. Mm-hmm. And it had like all these curves. It's very long. Mm-hmm. And it has these plastic carts on it that you go down the ride on. And they have a brake, but the brake supposedly never worked. Like they were all broken yeah. and everything. Yeah. Don't forget, you are in your bathing suit. <laughs> right. It's like riding a motorcycle in your bathing suit. Yeah. Like you hit you hit the ground and you have nothing protecting you. Nothing. So there was lots of broken collarbones and it was infamous for ripping skin off. <laughs> which led to <laughs> which led to you have to go to the infirmary. The spraying of mercurochrome. <laughs> so you have to go to the infirmary, which was another shed. Mm-hmm. Shack mm-hmm. shed like thing. And it has a circle drawn in the middle of the floor. And I'm just gonna say as a PSA. If there's a circle in the middle of a floor of any place, any shed you go to, get out of there. It's not a good time. And or if a 14-year-old comes at you with a can of something, mm -mm. go the other way. So they spray. It was a mixture of iodine and alcohol. Is that mercurochrome? No, mercurochrome had mercury Because they were saying it was red. Yeah, I thought the iodine would make it red. Okay. So they spray. You can spray this on people and they go wild because it hurts so bad. <laughs> there was, but, I mean, there was like there wounds everywhere. There was like some kind of bodybuilder dude who like broke down and couldn't even get his other leg sprayed. Well, they would give you a prize if you could stay in the circle while they sprayed you. This is nuts. <laughs> like what the fuck, man? This is crazy. Guys, I so, was very high level telling my kids about this. This is something they can't even imagine. They can't understand. They can't. They don't even get it. Thank God. Mm -hmm. Thank God. Mm -hmm. So there would be like 50 to 100 people that came through this infirmary (laughs) every day. Every day. And that's not on the weekends. 
That's not even on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So the Vernon Ambulance Company, which is volunteers overrun by this time by Action Park. I mean, they're just, you know, like a volunteer ambulance company. Like, you know, they don't get a lot of action. It's like I mean, here they get the- no pay. Park, like five times a day. It's crazy. So they made, so the town says, the township says you have to buy your own ambulance company. Like, this is crazy. So they, they should have gotten their own chopper. A hundred percent. So they had to backboard people out. But of course, there's no fines or citations because no. only serious quote unquote injuries have to get reported. And guess who decides what a serious injury is? The park. Uncle Gene. So basically, Uncle Gene's like, unless you're on a board getting like medevaced out of here or on an ambulance, you're not, it's not a serious injury. Uh-huh. But there's tons of like really serious injuries that they didn't necessarily leave in an ambulance. Uh-huh. So so much was not reported. And his whole, his whole philosophy was very much that Reagan era, like no regulations, yep. personal responsibility, like govern yourself. Yep. It's fine when you're adults. It's not even really fine when you're adults most of the time. But like drunk teenagers? No. So the best part was Chris, that actor, mm-hmm. was like, this was just, he starts to get into like how this is just so, like it, it's just such a, an example of growing up in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like it's, he's like, we would, we would try to die for fun. Yeah. And he talked about how, like, you'd come back to school after a weekend and your mm-hmm. friend would be like, yeah, I was in an abandoned mental hospital. Yeah. We all did we this. All did we this. all did this. Not we, only, there was an abandoned mental hospital. Not only were we in, what did we used to call it? What was it called? The sanitarium. The sanitarium. Not only yep. did we go to the sanitarium, yep. but we used to drink there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We get a half, a quarter keg and go to the sanitarium drinking graveyards like what yeah a was mental hospital we would be super excited about that that was a totally normal thing ask your girls if any of their friends go to abandoned medical or mental hospitals jenny my kids won't go outside if it's dark <laughs> i want to take a gen z poll oh my god many of you would go to an abandoned mental hospital we um, none of them we is there more normal we have a guest room we actually call it jenny's room downstairs one of my daughters said to me today that she loved my bed and we're putting it down there. And she goes, I'm not sleeping down there by myself. She's almost oh 14. God. In the house. In the house, they won't go downstairs with the lights out. Like, they're going to go to an abandoned psychiatric facility. That, I remember everyone used to go up to Elmhurst Boulevard. Oh, yes. Because the devil worshippers were up there. Yes. We have this crazy, just, it's just a, it's a just a road. dark street. Road. Yep. Just a road. And everybody said there were Satanists. Satanists were a thing in the 80s. People were telling yep. us all the time there were Satanists all over the place. So we'd go up looking. Yeah. For the devil <laughs> worshippers. Yeah. We'd go looking for them. This is what we did on a Friday night. And sit with our lights off and like wait for yep. them to show up. What was the plan? I don't know. What was the plan? Were we gonna jump out of the car if we saw them? Were we gonna confront the devil worshippers? Or Jenny, A, jump out of the car and beat them, B, confront them and change their minds, or C. Get the shit kicked out of us and we'll possibly be murdered. I don't like, I don't know what was going on. And then people would go up there and like set things on fire, like just to scare people. It was so crazy. That was nuts. People were just, (laughs) we just liked dangerous things. It was nuts. Like, and, and the whole, the whole point of an amusement park is it's dangerous, but it's not. And they talk about this in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, in it's the documentary. Like, it's danger, it's right? The, it's the 
perception of danger, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's not, you, there's no actual danger. Yeah. Like you're not going to get killed in an amusement park unless shit goes down. Like I actually looked up the statistics of like deaths at um, like normal amusement parks and like six flags in 10 years from 2010 to 2020, all, all of the parks in the U S mm-hmm. so this is a lot of parks, seven deaths total. In 10 years, all of the parks. Oh, wow. And half of them were like, one was a guy had a heart attack in line. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Natural causes, but he died at the park. The so girl died on that. Space Mountain not too long ago, didn't they? One was um like a worker died in a motor vehicle accident. Mm-hmm. So like they have to report that. Only two fell out of a roller coaster. So two were like caused by like something with a ride. Mm-hmm. And everything else was like... Wasn't you know, there like, a death at Disney World recently? So there was deaths. There's 24 deaths in, in all of Disney World and land parks in the same time period. So from 2010 to 2020. There was 24? 24. But five were from suicide. Because apparently people go to Disney World to commit suicide. That's dark. Sorry. That is dark. Trigger warning. So back to Action Park and Drowning. <laughs> So there's something called the kayak experience. So this was all over the news. And I think I remember when this happened. I don't know why, because it was kind of a weird freak accident. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it wasn't considering it was negligence. It was negligence, but like, it's not something you heard of a lot. So somebody fell out of a kayak and got electrocuted in the water on the kayak experience. So they had giant fans under the river making rapid, like pushing the river down. And they didn't have the electricity grounded. Wow. In the water park. Wow. So somebody got electrocuted on it. And then there's the wave pool. Oh, the wave pool. So the wave pool, they have literally a death zone. Have you ever been in a wave pool? No, I will not. First of all, too too many people. There's always too many people in them. They're terrifying. No. I'm not doing that. I'm not going in that. They're terrifying. Like, I have brought my kids in them. They're terrifying. Like, it's over your head the deeper you get. And the waves are out of control. Like, you can't, you don't have your bearings. But what I love about it is they said somebody, (laughs) this would be me. Somebody get in there and panic and pull a bunch of people down. (laughs) They pull our whole family underwater with them. Yep. That would be me. You, mom, dad, you guys would all have been going down. So this had a couple, this had a nickname of the grave pool. Yes. Um, so it's the wave pool and it's, it's, it has a ton of people in it. Again, it doesn't have salt water, so there's no buoyancy. So the, like the waves are just going over uh-huh. your head. Like you're, you're not, you're not um, buoyant with them. And it would, the water was murky, Aim. What was in the water to make it murky? Blood. Close. Gore from open wounds. I'll accept blood. <laughs> Poop. Human waste. <laughs> Forget this. Vomit. <laughs> oh my God, no. What is happening? <laughs> no, your way urine. Oh, we already said we I already said human waste. Um, I don't know. Suntan lotion. Oh, suntan lotion. Right. Which was thick and crazy uh, at that time. And runoff from a nearby stream. <laughs> Who knows what that was? <laughs> so they can't even see if people are in distress. <sighs> I mean, they would put they would put new lifeguards down there, and they would save like five people in the first hour they were working there. So, um, Chris, my favorite actor, who was the next guest, talks about like the second person dying in the wave pool. Like, how 
how do you not close your wave pool after the first person dies? <laughs> like this is this is the kind of like what? What? So yeah, it's bad. The first person to die at Action Park was Georgie Larson. George Larson. Mm-hmm. This was in 1980, and George was 19 years old. And they have his mom in the documentary. Okay. And his brother. I want to talk about this for a minute. Esther Larson is my hero. <laughs> She's not she taking any carry like this man, the hubris on this motherfucker caused the directly caused the death of her son. Yeah. Yep. When she said that she again, trigger warning, tried to commit suicide yeah. on the way home from the hospital. Like, I get that. I totally get that. Well, it was it was it was an interesting story because and I think again, this is really makes sense with the time. Like they didn't think it was any big deal. Like they're like, oh, you know, the hospital call. Now, if a hospital calls you, you go nuts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If they say your kid's yeah. there. Like they were like, oh, he probably like, you know what I mean? Like they didn't, they didn't so what, think it could be anything serious. So what happened is he was going down the Alpine slide and he fell off, flew off. Because the thing with the Alpine slide is that because no engineers designed it, there was no natural slowdowns. So if you didn't break in certain places, you were going to fly off the track because you just gained too much speed. And like the momentum would just push you off a track somewhere. So either the brakes didn't work or not everyone knows exactly where you need to break or they're not paying any attention to the signs, whatever. In in many cases, there probably wasn't signs. And they fly off this thing, but it's like, it's not made correctly. So you're going to fly off of it. Um, so he flew off at some point and hit flew down a hill and hit his head on rocks. So she gets this call that George has sustained an injury. She gets to the hospital. In the meantime, he's been moved to another hospital and she just sees this bed covered in blood. Like this woman, I can't even, oh my God. his brother is talking. His brother yeah. is crying. His brother was getting married that summer. His brother's only 11 months older than him. They were raised as twins. They were pretty much raised as twins. And he was getting married like days late. Like, well, yeah, it was like a, from the time this started. Yeah, it was like a day, a couple days later. Yeah. It was a week or so. And Mm -hmm. George was supposed to be his best man. He had to have his other brother be his best man. Did you see the wedding photos? They're just all standing there. Yeah. I would have postponed that shit. I would have too. But, you know, back then, like. Especially if your family didn't have a lot of money. You put up a lot of money for a wedding. Yeah, they couldn't, you know. But I just, my heart broke for that mother. I oh, my God. It was terrible. Her. And then I grew irate because Gene, Uncle Gene, not only doesn't report the death. No, I think he did have to report it. He didn't report it. He, report he lied it. about it and then never contacted he her. He said it was at night. He said it was raining. And he said George was an employee. And none of those things are true. And the reason he said George was employees because they wouldn't have to report that. Right. And George had worked like one summer at the ski resort, which was a totally different thing. Yep. So they ended up suing or going after him and they walked away with $100,000. $100,000. That's it. Unbelievable. Um, Uncle Gene told the press all the wrong information. And I have a question. Why didn't she go to the press? I don't know. I think, I mean, I think she was just traumatized. We take the press for granted in this country that we can go to the press with these kinds of things. We see how that helped in the challenger. Yeah. Yeah. True. 
So the other, I mean, the other part of this is, you know, Action Park is the largest employer in that area. Mm -hmm. Like he's got the, you know, like he supports the local economy. Many, many officials and officials' families are unofficially and officially on his payroll. So like he owns city council. Like it's like that type of deal. Yeah. And that reporter, the woman, she, she believes he's in with the mob. He has mob connections. Yeah. I don't doubt it. They, they, so she ends up getting fired. He gets her fired because he has people. They, they never really say who they is. They didacted a lot of the names Mm -hmm. and uh, they say Jean wanted her fired for being quote unquote Mm anti-business and he gets her fired and she sues him. Yep. She sues him for defamation of character and and he claims he doesn't remember anything and she loses. Yep. Yep. So she calls him a low life scumbag. He's a slippery motherfucker. Oh, that was so harsh. Mm-hmm. Like what he did to her. That was terrible. And there were more deaths. There were seven deaths in 84 and 85 alone, I think. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. You, we don't know how many total. Like no one will ever know. Because right. some of them, like obviously some of them weren't reported. Yeah. So the mid 90s were all start, you know, and by now we're getting into the mid 90s. Attendance starts to drop. Bob Brennan goes to jail for 10 years. Good. Yay. 10 years. That's it. 10 years. After all the shit he did. How many people yeah. are in jail for 20 and 30 years because they had a joint on them? I know. He's in jail for 10 years. So Action Park closes its doors after the 1996 season. Because basically, and they bring this up in the documentary, like no one's going to do this shit anymore. No. Like who, no one, forgot it. Nope. No, and I think part of it stems from that's the millennials and the early gen xers are raising the millennials and they're like nope so gene dies in 2012 esther drinks to gene's death good for her good for her and then there's this weird part where jesse talks about reuniting with gene yeah the reporter the reporter woman guys who gene had fired and she told him he was a lowlife. She says she got to know the benevolent Gene toward the end. And she's not she's not vindicating him, Jenny. He did a Charles Ingalls level gaslighting on this chick. Whoa, back it up there. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did this happen, Jesse? So in 2014, Andy, the son, tries to revive act the action park name. And even thinks about building a cannonball loop. Thankfully, none of that happened. Why didn't it happen? I don't know. It just didn't happen. I think it might. I think it did open with that same name again briefly, but it didn't last. And then in 2018, Joe Esten, the employee that's in the thing, bought Mountain Creek Water Park, which is what's I think what's still there. Mm-hmm. That was just a normal, well-run establishment, seems like. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's the end of the documentary, but I do want to talk about something that Chris Gethard talks about at the end. Do you remember that kind of quote? He talked about like the friends you make, the, the, like it was about the friends that you make when you were there. No, he talked about, he thinks that growing up in the 80s was awesome, but it was equally as fucked up. And yeah. people, so we, are extraordin- we were extraordinarily happy to grow up the way we did and simultaneously furious that we had to grow up that way. Yeah. That quote? And he said, you know, when people are getting drunk. They're remembering the good times and talking about the trauma, but when they're with the therapist, they're just talking about the trauma. How do you feel about that quote? 
Well, I, I agree with it completely because there were so many times where, and they talk about this too, where you just feel like you were, like the world was an unsafe place and that you were kind of on your own. Hmm. And like some of that was exciting, but looking, and again, I think like at the time it was fun. See, I see it as more like at the time it was fun looking back on it, I'm like, we were so lucky I know. that nothing happened to us. I know. Like for real. For real. Like there were so many times that we were in danger, like real yeah. danger. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, why did that happen? Like why, why was our generation raised like that? I mean, I guess every generation almost can complain about that to some extent. Like, you know, Graham's generation, they were working when they were 12, you know? like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the concept of childhood was so late. You know, it wasn't really until the boomers that people even thought about yeah. childhood. So, yeah, like you didn't have childhood. Right. Like there wasn't childhood. Yeah. But I think we didn't know how to do it. You know, it yeah. was still so new. You didn't know how to do it. Like our uh, parents were strict. I mean, the fifties were really around. The fifties were when childhood started, right. and we're alive. Right, but that's what yeah. I'm saying. We're only two generations out of that by yeah. now. Yeah, the boomers, and then the boomers. You can imagine if the boomers were having us, and they grew up in the fifties, where you rode your bike to your neighbor's house and you played yeah. jacks and you collected baseball cards. It was and, innocent, more innocent. Right, they were yeah. like. Oh, so we should let our kids have that kind of freedom because they're just going to be doing the stuff we're doing. No, but the world had changed. The world had changed. But what prompted that change? I don't know. All right. So at the end of every episode, Jenny and I will talk about the media that we just watched and think about, is there a theme or some kind of life lesson that we took with us from either the original event covered by this media or something maybe we kind of gleamed on the uh, rewatch. So we call it our why, and it completes the sentence, Gen X, this is why. So Jenny, looking back at Action Park and Class Action Park, what is your why? So this is why I'm overly cautious as an adult, I think, and why our generation started helicopter parenting. You're not overly cautious. I think I, I feel like I'm overly cautious. I'm overly cautious. But I mean, we did, so we did, we did all the stuff. But you'll still go skiing. True. You'll still but skiing's a normal activity. That's it? Like, I mean, just, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see, maybe we should ask some millennials this. Like, I mean, when I was growing up, like, I had a, a friend get hit by a train. I had two friends who broke their neck. I had two friends who busted their front teeth out. Like friends of friends, like a larger group of people, not like immediate friends. I had a friend later that died in the fire. Do you know how many people I grew up with kill, who killed themselves or OD'd? Oh, like yeah. so many. It's crazy. But I don't think our generation sees as much suicide as these current generations. The, the suicide part you may be right about, yeah. but like accidents, accidents and stuff. Like, yep. Wow. Crazy. It was a lot. Like you knew somebody who died in a tragic way or was quite injured. I think every Gen Xer knows someone who broke their neck. <laughs> well, I always tell my kids the story about Graham's good friend. Her son dove in a pool that was too shallow. Quadriplegic. Yeah. Our neighbor yeah, has two broke his neck. Yeah. That's in one. a mosh pit. No, no, he wasn't. No, he was on a he couch. But he was at one of those places where it was just like crazy and free for all. The couch was in the middle of the floor and somebody jumped over it. Yeah. Because it was just 
a room full of drunk teenagers and no supervision. Mm -hmm. Like always. I don't think you're overly cautious. I think you're braver than I am. When we go to amusement parks, who do I stick on the rides with the kids? Oh, I go on all the rides. I won't. I won't go on all of them, though. Some of them are crazy. I won't won't go on on anything. These feet don't leave the ground. (laughs) So you're just more. I don't think that means I'm not overly cautious. I think that means that you're just extra overly cautious. (laughs) Maybe it just means I'm afraid of everything. Skiing is like, that was was an eye-opening experience. Because the last time I did that, I was probably 19. Yeah. And every muscle killed me. So when you say you're overly cautious, what do you mean then? Like, I'm not doing crazy shit. What crazy shit am I doing? Have you ever bungee jumped? No. Would you? I would have probably back in the day. I don't think now. No. Would you jump off an airplane? Yes. Jenny, you're not overly cautious. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you're not a daredevil. That's okay. Yeah, sure. I just feel like there's things I want to do that I'm I'm afraid to do. I do not have the impression of you at all that you're overly cautious. Do you want to try again or do you want to keep this in? No, I think. Okay, so let's get to the the helicopter parenting. Okay, like don't you think that's why our generation create like did you know we kind of we were the helicopter parents? Yes. Yeah. And I, cause I think we see like, yes, well, how bad it could go and like what happens when kids are unparented. I agree. Like the weird thing is, it's not like our parents were absent. No. It's weird. We it's talked just about weird. this guys. If you want to hear full discussion oh, about parenting, uh, we did cover Heather's a few weeks ago and we were talking about, you know, kids and parents just had separate lives. That was, yeah. cool. and we would, we would walk out the door in the daytime and come back at night and our parents didn't like they generally knew we were around the area, but like they had no I mean we would we would spray something on the bi- the bypass near the house and light it on fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like have our name in flames. This is what we were doing. It's a tree house in our neighbor's backyard and booby trapped it by tying back tree limbs that would kill people. It was like probably four inches and thick we'd go there and like smoke and drink and stuff yeah it and it was like on the side of a hill it's in somebody's backyard it was on the side of a hill mm-hmm. and like a steep hill mm-hmm. and we had it propped up somehow and we were all in there like i was waiting for that thing to roll down the hill yeah. i need to find a warning that i could put at the beginning of this episode to make sure my daughters never listen to it oh, God. Like, warning this podcast contains 17 hours of talk about the british royalty well, and it was, there you go. It was funny because they were the people that have kids in the documentary were saying like, if my kid ever did this, I would kill them. Yeah. Horrified. Okay. My why is the same as it was a couple of weeks ago when we did Freddy Krueger um, blockbusters oh, on Grand Elm Street. This is why technology is a good thing because there's no I mean, way. Many reasons. My technology is There's no way that shit would have went down at that park. <laughs> there would be like a million Everything, cameras. Everything would go viral. Uncle Gene, like people yeah. like Uncle Gene operate in the dark. Yeah, it would be exposed. Yep. And what is done in the dark will come to light. Yep. Like it has, you know what I mean? People like All this, you have to do is have the one video with yep. someone like dislocating their shoulder off that cliff dive. People like this cannot, and I am a big advocate for 
limiting social media. I, I have an adversarial relationship with technology. I, I'm, you know, I don't like it, but it, I know it's necessary. This is one of the times where it's good. Yeah. It is yeah. good because the other thing is parents didn't know what was going on there. There's no way any of these kids said, Hey, no, guess what's going on? No. There? If, if parents saw this, they'd be like, there's no way you're going there. The and you, talk, you hear the parents talk about giving the money. Like Esther's like, I gave them money to go. Cause like, they didn't know what was going on there. They just thought it was an amusement but park here. Think about Esther. She could have used social media as her bullhorn. Oh yeah. You know what I yep. mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I do feel like this is one of those cases where, we yeah. we just this place would have been exposed. It would have been exposed. He would never have been allowed to do half of this shit. Like the labor department would have been there. Everything. Everybody would have. You're been always there. trying to tell me the good side of social media. This is it. Like, yeah, social media in so many ways has leveled the playing field mm-hmm. for the underdog. Like people like Esther would have had a voice. Yeah, with social yeah. media to expose this guy and to get. Uh, Vengeance, I almost said. Justice for her son. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that's my why. Technology's good, everyone. I'm a convert. For now. For now. Until I'm until next week. Until I'm prying my kids' phones and iPads all out of their hands <laughs> while they're trying to do schoolwork. <laughs> all right. So stay tuned to our feed. Subscribe, share, review. We will be doing more of these. We just, we don't want to commit to anything yet because we're not sure. We have a couple ideas and we will be uh, coming at you with another time capsule pretty soon. So if you haven't already, check out our regular series, which we are doing Little House on the Prairie. And those drop every Monday. And then we're also doing Blockbusters, where we look back at some of our favorite um, late 70s, 80s, and early 90s films. All right, we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening.